So, according to an unconfirmed source, a bite from a Brazilian wandering spider can cause an erection that lasts up to four hours. Like four full hours. Yes, of course, the fact didn't exactly include the fact that, you know, it's very poisonous and that it kills after, you know, those hours. But then again, you know, there's the people that are talking about how they don't mind coming and going. But honestly, in my head, I have a very different question. And no, it's not that question. No, there's there's a totally different question to this. Um, While I can get that there's this Brazilian wandering spider, I had there was another one that supposedly also gives an erection that can last for about eight hours. My biggest question is, why the fuck do people care about having a boner that lasts that long? Like, have people never had boners for extended periods of time? Because that shit is uncomfortable as hell. Like, yes, I understand. I usually don't last that long. Part of the reason why I tell people the best way to describe my dick in a movie is gone in 60 seconds. I'm there for a good time, not a long time. But at the end of the day, if you ever try holding in a boner for a long period of time, it's not like it'll actually get better. Like contrary to some people's belief, it actually gets worse. This isn't some marination type shit where it's like, oh, now it's supposed to feel a lot better when you bang the babe. No, like you actually get uncomfortable. And it's not just uncomfortable from like a clothing standpoint. Like even though you have to just sit chill naked and you have your boner and it's just raging on for hours, like that shit is bad for you. Like, it's not just the lack of blood because some of us don't have that big of a package. Like, it's just the pain that comes with it because it kind of makes you uncomfortable. You know, I don't want to go into the whole blue balls topic because, you know, some people are already feeling the pain just by me saying it. But there's that sort of pain that comes in because it's been there for a long time. Try think about it like when you're trying to lift weights and then you're told to hold it at a certain position and it's not like on like full stretch or like you know like you've rested the weight like you're holding it in place somewhere in the middle like that shit will get to a point where it's starting to hurt and you know you'll start shaking and you'll feel weak and then your body will start to give out now with a boner it's kind of the same thing it's just that it's not like it'll start to give out per se, not unless if you keep it in a position where it can it can get satisfied or, you know, you can find something to kill the boner or something of that sort. And honestly, if your boner just decides to stay that way the entire time, like you're going to suffer as a guy. It's going to end up being one of those times where you end up learning meditation without ever really wanting to learn it simply because it's like a survival tactic. Now, of course, this is something that I am saying from a little bit of experience. And I know that, you know, less than four hours is already painful enough. So if you're telling me that four hours is a thing, then maybe you might be having other issues that should probably be looked into. Like maybe you like pain and you should probably go for BDSM instead. But anyways, all that aside, we do have a podcast to begin. And fortunately, it doesn't last as long as four hours. So it won't be a pain in your dick, uh, you know, if you have one of those things. So we should probably start and keep it pleasurable, right? So in typical fashion. Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man whose erection does not require a spider's bite to actually stay up for a little bit, probably because he likes a good time, not a long one. He is a man who once believed that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts, not a Korean one, just a correction. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. 
Now, as usual, I usually like to keep it 100 and give you a very simple drill to follow when you want to send me the tweets that you would like me to discuss. And you know, it's it's a pretty simple way to do it. You know, works on all three platforms that I usually like to be on in the name of social media. And it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of @bagakadadi on Twitter, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. And once I receive that DM, once I see that tweet, I might just discuss it. If you find one of those screenshots, one of them screen grabs on Facebook and on IG, then you make sure you send them to the DMs of @breaktime on website on Instagram. Also on Facebook, it is @breaktime on website. I take them from there and I break them down. You know, I don't discriminate and honestly no tweet is safe and every tweet is allowed. So feel free to send them tweets over and I will be glad to take a look at some of them. Now, we should be moving on to the tweets but as usual before we get to the tweets there's something that I want to look into for a little bit. So I don't know when you'll be listening to this episode but as of the time of this recording we have a new world record in the Guinness books. Now, it's nothing that's that interesting per se, except for the fact that biology did its job. Now, the record that I'm talking about happens to have been set by a South African lady, of which actually it's a correction, it's a South African couple because nowadays people like to say we are pregnant, not I am pregnant. And this lady did not have just one baby or two babies, but had 10 babies at the same time like usually people have the whole twins triplets quadruplets i'm feeling like calling them dexterplets i don't know maybe my english might be messed up feel free to you know come through and correct me in the dms i'm i'm usually open to such shit but english aside i do have my very different thoughts on this entire thing because when you kind of think about it like I sort of feel sorry for this man and I almost sort of find the whole Guinness Book of World Records thing to be a bit of an issue but let me kind of just tackle the Guinness Book of World Records situation a little bit. Now while I would be all celebratory with the fact that there's babies that have been born and shit like why do we have to make it a Guinness World Record? Like this is simply biology doing its work in overdrive. Like, why are we celebrating this, you know, thing and putting it as a record per se? Like, I don't think we should have records for some things. Like, I don't see why you'd probably want to have a record for having 12 fingers. Like, it's not like you are looking forward to actually getting them or you worked hard to get an extra two fingers from the entire birth or deal or some shit. So, why exactly would we be calling this a Guinness World Record? Because ideally, it's just biology that went into overdrive and i don't know how many of these guys sperms just went in and did the job but even the guinness world records bit aside because that's just being a bit nitpicky of me like i'm feeling sorry for this man like this man will never cheat on his wife because imagine you know your face is plastered you're now famous and then you go start howling at some babe she looks at you and she's like i so you want to cheat on your wife with me okay but are you wearing a condom how many condoms are you wearing? Because I don't know how many women are ready to deal with that kind of fertility from a man. Like, yes, you could say that it's the woman that's also fertile, but still, how many are ready to deal with that level of fertility from this nigga? Like, this guy's sperm must be on steroids. Like, them shits must have been working out while he was sitting. Like, I'm wondering if this guy was a part of the NoFap challenge before the NoFap challenge was actually a thing. Because you kind of think about this guy's situation 
Like this guy went, hit it, nutted once and produced 10 kids. 10. Like usually people have that whole statement of, oh, you know, I feel like I'm a blessed individual because I'm the sperm that won. Then all of a sudden this guy's kids come in and they're like, well, for us, you know, our, our birth was almost like the billboard because, you know, we just came in as a top 10. I'm sure there could have been others, but they probably didn't make it. Like, how the hell would this guy's African teachers ever cope with the kids? Because, like, you know how African teachers will always bring this whole thing of, you know, you are brought into this world alone and you will go alone. Like, this person's kids will be told that shit and all of them will be like, no, I came with nine other people. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying at this point. Like, I was not born alone. Like, we came through like a basketball team coming from the lockers. Like, me and you, we are not the same. And at some point, like, I bet the father at this rate must be feeling proud of himself. Because I bet if he ever wanted to go and make himself a musician, he'd just go start doing music and name his album Nothing Was The Same. <laughs> I just had to throw that pun in there. But anyways, uh, that being said, I'm glad that all 10 babies survived and I hope that they all have a happy and healthy life. And you know, at this rate, I would like to advise the man to probably go and get a vasectomy because at this rate, this guy does not even have the definition of pullout game. Like his pullout game is literally at minus 9. But that being said, we should probably move it on. So on to the first tweet. I refuse to spend my life being closed off or emotionally unavailable as a result of the actions of others. I don't want anyone having that much control over my emotions. I want to be open to feeling and experiencing as much as I can while I'm still here even if it hurts sometimes. I hate when people get hurt and start acting like they can never trust anyone. Stop letting your trauma control your life. There's still hella genuine people in the world. Alright, this is probably one of the most uplifting things I've started with. Normally I don't start with uplifting shit, usually it's some shit that drives people sideways. But when you kind of think about it, I think this is a philosophy that most if not all of us should at least, you know, pick up and kind of follow. Because I think nowadays it's fairly common for people to, you know, go through some form of character development, especially in the relationship sense. You know, nowadays people can talk about how it's like everyone has been cheated on at least once or something of that sort. And the worst part about it is there's so many people that take that and then they use that to become a much worse version of themselves, especially when it comes to the dating life. Because you find that just because you were cheated on, you become an asshole, you become closed off, you know, you you start playing people because you feel as though just because one person cheated, it's like everyone cheats. Or, you know, just because you had a couple of stories where people have cheated, it's like now you believe your man is going to cheat. Now you believe your lady is going to cheat. So you're going around doing the same exact thing even though they might not actually be cheating on you. And the truth of the matter is, I think that's absolute bullshit. Because if you're going to take someone else's past actions, past mistakes and use it to, you know, make changes to your life, then let that person still be there. But you've dropped this person, you've moved on to someone else and now you're using, you know, someone else's mistakes on a new person. Yo, like that kind of feels unfair in and of itself because it's like you're punishing this new person for the older person's mistakes, which shouldn't be the case. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and say that, oh, you know, after every relationship, you should be going in and loving just as hard as you did the last time. No, I think you should learn from your mistakes. 
and by learning from your mistakes i'm talking about learning from the shit that you did that could have driven them into cheating because let's not lie to ourselves people cheat on their own but it doesn't mean that they don't get influenced so maybe you did something that caused that and maybe you'd know about it so maybe you should change maybe you should look into you know what it is that could have driven you apart if that's something that you feel you should change then maybe you should try change it and you know see if it works out for the better but choosing to become a shittier person choosing to become a walled off person simply because you went through a breakup or a heartbreak like that shit won't change anything people are still gonna be the same exact people especially if you're not bringing those changes to them so why rob yourself of the happiness of the joy of being in love or you know experiencing true emotions simply because someone else hurt you before like it's one of those things that i think people should start looking into a little bit more especially since nowadays it's like everyone is trying to act all hard and shit and it's i don't know like it feels overrated as fuck and it's mostly even useless because at the end of the day if you're getting hurt you're still gonna get hurt no matter how hard you choose to act but anyways that being said on to our next tweet breaking a six month celibacy for trash sex is my villain origin story i had no choice but to ruin everyone's day all right okay so this is a story that i have not heard once but i've heard multiple times and it's mostly the babes that talk about it this whole thing of you're breaking your celibacy like you're ending your dry spell and it's because you feel like this person that you're going to hit is going to be amazing sex like even though it's not amazing it's gonna be good like it's gonna be something that you've missed and then you arrive and then after the experience you're left wondering like why the fuck didn't i just stay at home or even though they came to your place you're like why the fuck did i even let this happen couldn't i have just you know sat and chilled by myself couldn't i have just you know given myself a hand or some shit and to be honest i feel you yes i'm a guy and this is something that was treated by a babe and this is something that a lot of babes complain about but i'm a guy and i totally feel you because guys go through this same shit over and over again i think it's just how we go through it and you know sometimes the fact that it doesn't necessarily have to be this exact thing to give us the same kind of pain because with guys when i try to equate this I'm trying to avoid the whole, you know, I called her up, you know, I did everything possible because I was expecting the whole nine yards and shit. And then, you know, she went up and she switched up on me or she decided to tell me she's on periods or some shit. Or she's like, oh, I'm not on my safe days or some shit. You know, say if you want to go raw. Like the most direct way to equate this is like when you as a guy decide that you're going to go bang this babe. Shorty says yes. You go to her place, you know, you've pulled all the right stops, you know, you've whipped it out and you've decided to go in. Let's assume that you're probably not like me and, you know, you last a lot longer than a minute. And you decide to go in with your mandingo of a member. And then once you've gone in for a little bit, Shorty all of a sudden, you know, has her orgasm and then she decides to sleep or she's like, nah, you know, I'm tired or she becomes absolute garbage. Like... I think that's probably one of the easiest ways to equate it. And even when I try to bring in the other analogy of, you know, going the whole nine yards for nothing shit, like that shit is absolute garbage. Like I feel as though there's people that are just selfish enough to do that and they make up the largest part of the reason why we have a problem of bad sex in our generation. Like we can talk about the older generations, but no, we'll leave that shit aside. 
Like, let's talk about our generation right about now. We're the ones that are considered to be hypersexualized, but we still have a problem of bad sex. And the worst part about it is, there's so many people that have been normalized to this that they don't know what good sex is, so when they get good sex, they feel like it's great sex. And I'm not just talking about the babes. The babes, you guys have complained about this shit and we've listened time and time again. You know, the lack of foreplay, you know, the poor stroke game here and there. You know, sometimes having a little dick and not knowing how to use it to your advantage or having a big one and not knowing how to use it. But even when you look at the other side of the table and look at the guys, we go through bad sexual situations as well. And the problem is we never even talk about them. Probably because most of us, and I'm assuming even more than women, do not know what good sex is. They assume good sex is great sex and they assume bad sex is normal sex. And fellas, if you want to know that you've been having bad sex, like the minute you decide to go to the bedroom with a shorty, the minute you choose to bang a babe and she actually puts the work in and you are heavily impressed, just know that you've been used to bad sex for a very long time. And that shit is not pretty. So please, regardless of gender, strive to actually give a good sexual experience, not just for yourself, but for the other person because sex is a two-way street and not unless if you're a hooker or a sugar baby it's not gonna cost you more to actually give good stroke game or actually do some work in the bedroom so please do not hesitate to actually put the work in but anyways that being said let's move it on to our final tweet of the episode when you start feeling like all coochie is the same just know that you've gotten to a very very bad level all right very interesting statement that's been put here something that kind of does build up from what i've just said like when you get to a point where like all pussy feels the same or i don't know all dick is the same i don't know like maybe you should start reconsidering why it is that you ban because at that point i feel as though you've kind of lost the value in it when you lose the value in it then you probably have too much of it or you know it's all bad because think about it like this if you look at Venezuela's situation not too long ago, they had that whole thing with the hyperinflation and you know money started becoming worthless to the point that people were using it for the most menial of tasks as if it just means nothing. And at that point, it had gotten to the level where their money had pretty much no value. Although that being said, I don't necessarily think that it's a problem with quantity much as it can also be a problem with quality. because. Maybe you haven't been sleeping with that many people. Maybe you just haven't been banging all that much. But the few people that you've banged, you know, let's assume that there are, I don't know, more than two, but say less than, I don't know, five, I guess. You know, let's assume that there are, you know, a pretty small number of people that you're banging. And at the end of it, you're still saying that, you know, all dick or all the JJ is the same. Um, Personally, I don't even think that it's a problem with quantity. I feel like that's now a problem with quality because there's a pretty good probability that all the people that you've been banging have been giving consistently bad sex. Like, it's actually a thing and it doesn't just happen to the babes. Like I just said a couple of minutes ago, this is something that can happen to guys as well. Like, you're so used to getting such crappy sex that you don't even feel the need to go for some more. So, in a sense, you get horny and you can go and you can bang, but at the end of it, it's like, well, it's not really gonna do that much. So, in a sense, 
you would kind of look at it as a case of you know that being part of the reason why you think that all coochie or all dick is the same now the fortunate thing about both these situations of quality and quantity is the problem isn't necessarily you per se and it's something that will probably be fixed with you know probably a difference in people so say if your problem is quantity maybe reduce on the number of people you're banging you know give yourself some waiting time allow yourself to appreciate you know the fact that you waited let delayed gratification actually take its toll and you know give you the extended satisfaction that you probably should want and if your problem is the fact that you know you've been banging with a bunch of people that are all shit then maybe exploring it with someone else is something that you might want to do hopefully they won't be shit but even though they are and you end up going for the next person and the next at some point you will actually end up finding out what good sex is and that difference the good the bad you know the sometimes she rides sometimes she doesn't you know sometimes she just lies down and does nothing and waits for you to do 95 percent of the work that's what kind of brings in the experience because if all sex was good then to some degree you would say that you know sex is a bit boring because you already know that it's just good you know good is normal but at the end of the day there's always gonna be people that are giving bad sex now obviously i'd want that number to reduce and you know i feel as though good sex isn't a one size fits all you know there's different ways to do it and i think people should explore those different ways but just sitting down and saying that oh you know all coochie is the same or all dick is the same like that's just whining for nothing now obviously there is the other reasoning for that which could be that you know you just have a low sex drive which could be a medical condition could just be you not having an interest in sex and i think that that you know seems fairly normal but i personally don't think that all coochie or all dick can ever really be the same and that's mainly because i feel as though each and every time you're having sex with someone else each and every time you're you know trying to do it a different way with someone else it's a new experience and i think with each and every person that you're doing it with it's gonna have to be a different experience otherwise we'll probably need to start asking ourselves if you're the type of person that chooses to go and get dick from somewhere and only focuses on the styles that just have you lying down because at that point they're probably all the same because you are not letting them give you anything different but anyways Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. I want to know your thoughts on this. The DMs are open at Bagaka the D on Twitter is where you can reach me at. On Facebook, it is at Breakdown on Westside. Slide into the DMs, drop your thoughts and comments below. On Instagram, it is also at Breakdown on Westside. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening on Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. Take care.